Hi, and welcome to AGM Watch, brought to you by the Australian Shareholders Association. Coming up on October 14, 2020, is the CSL AGM, and our company monitor is Mike Muntasov. G'day, Mike. G'day, Phil. Yes, CSL, the largest market cap on the ASX, a real darling of the ASX, and one that most of our members and listeners would probably have in their portfolio and be very thankful for, too. It's done very well over a long period of time, hasn't it? It is. It's a fantastic Australian success story. It'd be great if we had a lot more of them, but you know, CSL is, is a great story, the largest on the ASX, and yet, despite its size, it's still growing, which is quite remarkable. So last year, its revenue was up 9%, its profit was up 17%, its earning per share was up 9%, dividends were up 9%. And that was very similar to what happened the previous year. So year on year, they've been performing really, really well. So no wonder they've had such a strong performance over the last couple of years. Yeah, I've heard it said that they're a uh, a blood harvester. Is that the correct term, a blood manufacturer? Well, that's pretty true. And let me try and break their business up into two segments. A lot of us think about CSL and think maybe about flu vaccines. Yeah, CSL has an influenza business, but its main business is actually in blood plasma and the products that it produces from blood plasma. So the influenza business, only about 15% of the profit of the business comes from the influenza business. The majority, the vast majority comes from the immunoglobulin portfolio. And immunoglobulin is a fancy word for antibodies. But anyway, everyone keeps to want to say immunoglobulin must be the correct term. Um, and, and that's something that's derived out of the plasma, which they collect in various places and particularly in the US. And the reason the US is so important for plasma collection is because any blood product that has its origins in the US is accepted worldwide. It sort of gets a, a tick of approval, whereas from other countries that you need to get approvals from the receiving country that, you know, product from that country is acceptable. So the US has got this universal acceptability. And so any blood product coming out of the US is quite valuable from that perspective. And that's why CSL continues to open plasma collection centers in the US. So they, they opened 40 last year and 30 the year before. And they're trying to open about the same this year. You know, their fundamental business is plasma and the various therapeutic products that they can produce from plasma, which are very broad, by the way. So that's what CSL is all about. How long have you been monitoring CSL for? I've been involved with the company for about three years. I took over from the long-term monitor, Don Hyatt, three years ago. And so they've been a real model company. I mean, not only are they the darling of the ASX, but I was very impressed when I first met them. And I met the original CEO, Brian McNamee, and who's now the chairman. And one thing, I'll give you a story that really uh, highlighted this for me from a governance perspective. You'll know that, you know, most ASX companies, they have, you know, something like 11 board meetings a year and and the board will get together and typically over a day and they'll cover off the agenda items. And uh, they prepare for that by reading and so on. But CSL have a program whereby every year their board spends a week two times a year for a week at some of their operations globally. Now, that might sound like a junket to some, but actually 
that's two weeks of time out of, out of those people's year. And they do get to understand the operations better. They do get to meet their senior management worldwide. So because one of the important roles of the board is appointment of the CEO, and you do need to have a succession line below the CEO, and you need to understand who you've got and build that. And so I was I was impressed that they devote that much time and their fees aren't out of the ordinary for their for their size. So it's not like they're being paid uh, over and above. But I would I would argue that their board members spend more time on CSL by a large proportion than most ASX board directors do. And they do obviously have a large global operation and, and most of their income is coming from uh, outside of Australia. Australia is you know, a very small proportion of their total profit. And how has the coronavirus and the COVID-19 impact been for CSL? It's interesting. We had a, a, a meeting prior to the AGM with uh, one of the directors and the company secretary. And what came across at that meeting uh, regarding COVID was very interesting. What they said was, and this is unusual for most companies, they recognised straight away that this was a big issue. And so they quickly scanned the environment to see what were the prospects for a vaccine and very quickly honed in on this University of Queensland research. And really just on basic handshakes, they didn't even have contracts. They threw all their resources at it even before they had signed up formal contracts. They just felt it was so important to act. And so on the COVID front, they're working with the University of Queensland. They've got two or three other opportunities or possibilities, I should say, that they're researching. One of them is based on plasma from uh, recovered COVID patients. And so they're obviously in a great position with their knowledge of plasma. So that's one area that they're working very hard on and trying to develop the vaccine. Equally, I'm, I'm sure, and I don't know the full details, but I'm sure they're in the loop in terms of production of a vaccine once one gets developed. Now, that might depend on who develops it to how that plays out. The other influence of COVID on the company has been slowing things down, of course. So a lot of their clinical trials have had to slow down because of COVID. So they've got a lot of products, as you know. Their R&D investment is, is quite significant, and they've always got a pipeline of research and products that they're working on. And so a lot of those clinical trials have had to slow down. The other thing that's slowed down is because of the lockdowns and so on, the amount of plasma they've been able to collect has, has reduced. And so they've had to put in special measures, safety measures and incentives for people to come along to their plasma centres during this period. So that's been a factor for them as well. However, having said that, as I've said earlier, you know, despite COVID, in the last quarter of the financial year, they still recorded quite healthy improvements. And I think they're guiding a result for this financial year that we're in of somewhere between zero and 8% improvement in their financial performance. So they could be flat or they could be up about 8%. That's the, the range that they're giving. So are there any negatives to look at in this season? Uh, well, I wouldn't call it a negative, but one thing uh, shareholders and listeners might notice is the salary of the CEO. So this in financial year 20, uh, now make sure you're sitting down here, Phil. The CEO received a payment of, in US dollars, $28.2 million. 
So are you still there, Phil? Are you still yeah, yeah, standing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so 28.2 million, which is very, very significant. And then when you look at their remuneration plan in their annual report, you'll see that the target remuneration for the CO only ranges between about just under 2 million to potentially $12 million. So a shareholder could reasonably ask the question, well, if someone's got a plan that promises to pay him $12 million, how did he get paid $28 million? And the reason, the explanation is actually quite simple, and it is due to the same benefit that most shareholders have received over the last three years, and that is that the various share rights that were granted to the CEO three years ago, or up to five years ago in CSL's case, have come to fruition and of course, the share price has gone up at least threefold over that period. And so now that the shares are vesting to the CEO, their value is a lot more than they were when they were awarded back three to five years ago. So of that 28 million that I mentioned, 18.6 million of that was due to the increase in the share option value of CSL over the period. and from ASA's point of view, we feel that's acceptable because it reflects the same journey that a shareholder would have over that period where the shareholder, I think the price back 2016 was probably around $100, it's nearly $300 now. So it, it merely reflects that, which is what we want. We want the management experience to be the same as the shareholders experience and so you've got to take that both ways so if it's very very good as a shareholder experience well the management's pay is going to be very very good which it is in this case so even though it seems high we believe it's acceptable and we're recommending voting in favor and we will be voting the proxies that we receive from shareholders uh, we receive quite a few we'll be voting those in favor of the remuneration report Okay. And just to give you an idea, Phil, uh, last year, and I'm going from memory here, uh, we received quite a lot of proxies. I haven't got the exact number, but the value, we had $400 million worth of CSL shares that we voted last year. So that's quite a significant chunk there. Yeah, That, that was the value of the proxies that ASA held mm -hmm. last year and voted last year. So overall, what's your view of CSL? Well, Phil, I think it's a great success story. It is as far as I can determine, very well run, a very profitable company. It has, I think, got a lot of positive uh, news behind it. And so there is a bit of caution that a lot of the positive news is built into the share price. And so shareholders need to be a little bit careful, potentially, about expectations or where it might go. I don't know where it might go, but there is a lot of positive news behind uh, CSL at the moment. And, and rightly so, but we'll see how that goes in, into the future. And I've just had pointed out to me that last year we had 848 proxies for almost 2 million shares. Is that correct? That sounds right. And 2 million times around $200 a share at the time, that's $400 million worth of shares that we voted. Okay. We all thank you for your work. We're all appreciative at the, uh, the Shareholders Association for Company mon Monitors like yourself, Mike. Thanks very much for joining us. No worries, Phil. It's been a pleasure. Thank you.